We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of... I guess it's not in the District of Columbia. We're in Las Vegas. It you, is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia, though. It, that's... As a matter yeah, of fact, that's yeah. correct. It um, is seven oh three here in Las Vegas. Yo, it's it's no lie early, early for Vegas. Yeah. We I, only walk five miles to get here. I've never I have been up this early in Las Vegas, but I've never gone to bed and woken up this early. I'm, in uh, Las Vegas. I, I, I woke up this early. I've played some golf with some idiots at these early morning times. I'm like, why would we come to Vegas and have seven thirty and eight o'clock tea time? Correct. Um, why, why not wait till one? So there's a lot going on. We are at Radio Row in Las Vegas. We are in, I believe, the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Yes. Um, it's kind of dead. With the Mandalay Bay, Delano, and Four Seasons Resort. Okay, terrific. Um, I, you and I have worked a bunch of Radio Rows. This is pretty dead right now, but it's also 7 a.m. Well, on Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday, Wednesday is a little slow. Uh, thir- well, Wednesday evening it starts to pick up a little bit. Thursday and Friday. It's a madhouse. Right. I'm, if anybody's I'm listening right now. I'm quite excited to leave Thursday afternoon. Anybody listening right now, you don't hear much background noise. Sure. You're going to hear a hell of a lot of it on Thursday and Friday. I, I want to, before I forget later this week, just really send, send my heartfelt thanks out to my daughter's school for always planning events on Super Bowl weekend. Uh-huh. Um, clearly a lot of foresight with the planning. Um, to get you out of <laughs> Vegas quick? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, dude, remember last year I had to go back early from Arizona. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. I, I look forward to the father-daughter I, dance I every wondered, year. Uh, like, are there any football fans, real football fans at your daughter's school? I, you know, we're not going to talk about it. I think that's the only way to really go forward with Just that. Just ask me the question. I'll talk about it. <laughs> um, Although I do like them. So, B, you know, before we get completely derailed, as Landfill is convinced, I think there is so much to kind of break down from Dan Quinn's introductory press conference yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold One on. One thing, he, he, he talks a lot. Yo, and for sure. I, I mean, but the thing about it, he wasn't—he wasn't giving you those stock BS answers. No, he was really answering questions, and I like that about him. Totally. Let's let's—we're going to start every day this week with a simple question to Professor Landini, the chief BS officer. Nobody understands you and I, as far as the radio is concerned, better than Landfill. Um, Landfill, frankly, I think we both sound fine. I sound fine, but you this sound is terrible. This is the uh, official B. Mitch and Finley in Vegas for the week. Poll brought to you by Chris Kerwin's underpants. Landville, who sounds worse? Uh, you, JP. <laughs> I sound normal, dude. Correct. That is worse than BMG. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can't say that I sound worse. I just sound normal. You sound yeah. a little. You sound a little. A uh, little bit. I, I, one, I don't think I do. I think I sound normal. Two, I blame you. I tried to go to bed and you gave me a hard time. Like okay, it was on. midnight. You, just let me go to sleep. How are you, eh? How old are you? Why do you? Why does? Why is any of this? Relevant? He's forty-two. How old are you? Forty-two. Okay. Phillips is probably the same age, a little older than you. No, Phillips, I think, is like 37, 38. All right. Philly, how old are you? How old are you? 
Phillips okay. is 39. Phillips is 39. Again, it, it, what do you say, like, objection, conjecture or something? Well, but None of this makes we any sense. We were hanging out with 61-year-old grandpa and a 55-year-old grandpa, and you the mop. In Lanfield, you go to Vegas. I you, do believe you were the only grandpa there last night. Bees is one, too, I think. I don't think so. Okay, well, well, you were hanging out with grandpa and an old man. All right? And then he said, well, I was hanging out about an hour with you all. You were trying to leave after 35 minutes. Why does that matter? Because Just, am, I so, am I so central to the fun to be had that I'm not allowed to leave? But the thing is, let me leave. I just have a problem with you, and it, it, it goes back. Uh, let's have some drinks after work. Uh, y'all know after, after this drink right here, as soon as he touches before he takes a sip, <laughs> I'm leaving after this drink. You can't suggest go do something and then be the first guy trying to leave. I, Landfill, can we get a ruling, please? I think I should be able to leave. That's uh, standard JP procedure. But don't offer to go, let's have some drinks. He said, let's have drinks after work. You should say, let's have a drink after work, and it'll be better. We had a few drinks last night. I tried to leave. You gave me a mountain of grief and bullied me into staying. What you were trying to do is go to sleep all early to wake up this morning and tell everybody, look how BB sound. Well, I sound good. I had the same drinks. That wasn't my plan, honestly. Whatever. Lanfrey, I'm I'm already on the pace. To be on the over. Oh, you're wow. going to smash the over, dude. Now, it, I'm not trying to judge you because I'm also going to smash the over. People, <laughs> He's going to smash his over after he shoots his number, which um, is 107. I think people sleep on – I don't know the right way to say this, um, and I know a lot of people listen. So, you know what? I'm just going to back off that line. <laughs> um, <laughs> How easy they are to go down. Um, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. where I was headed. So, one thing that was very cool, I don't know if um, – Everybody in D.C. heard this last night. And Normally, I listen to the junks in the morning, but considering they're on at 3 a.m. here, I didn't really get to listen today. Yeah. Um, shout out to our guy, Chris Kerwin from NBC4, who's here, who worked media night solo last night. That is not We a, got the CK back home and CK right here. That's right. Are you a cluster buster too, Kerwin? <laughs> Stays busting clusters. <laughs> um, but Kerwin went to media night last night and got to ask um, Kyle Shanahan a question about Yo, what does DC have in Adam Peters and in Dan Quinn? And Kyle was really high on that, and I think that has value. We're going to play that audio yeah. a, a, a little later. Um, but, B, it, it's interesting. I want to get into Dan Quinn. I want to get into everything he said. But just let's try to real quick set the scene. So if anybody's ever been to Radio Row, they all look the same. You're in some giant conference center, yeah. And there's a billion radio tables, and then like the bigger TV stuff. network shows kind of ring the outside. Um, this, to me, as much as it's the Vegas Super Bowl, and I know there's going to be wild amount, wild amount of juice this weekend. Yeah, feels pretty regular right now. But it is. If you've been to them, they all start about like this, and then as the week goes on, it begins to pick up. Yeah. But the ultimate thing is like. <laughs> You have to understand, we're in the same hotel we're staying in. Thank and God. You imagine on, if we had I'm, to get over here? Uh, like, I don't think we would have made it. <laughs> and I'm trying to find out how many steps I'm already at, Jay, because this thing is getting us. Yeah, you walk around in Vegas, man. Okay, um, we're at 1.4 miles. No. From walking in here last night and now. Oh, from last night. But we didn't walk but to the hotel. Well, I, we live in the, at the end of the hallway. Yeah. All the way at the end. My room so is So I'm right at 1.4 miles at nice. 710 in the morning. All right. Um, well, 1010 in the morning. We There is a ton of signage here, like Super Bowl signage, and there is a giant. I do like the Mahomes. They have a Mahomes, Kelsey, 
Purdy Debo sign on one side. Um, it, it's interesting as this thing is kind of unfolding, and you wonder if the league is trying to lean into Purdy promotion because the quarterbacks are always well, they always lean into the quarterback promotion, and you got the way he's played this year. You have to give him credit. For sure. You know, and I, I was listening to a thing that Kyle Shanahan <laughs> was asked about, and he was, I guess, the owner, York, basically York, was he yeah. had he had answered a question and told somebody when Kyle when he went up to Kyle, he said, "How the quarterbacks are looking?" And they had Jimmy Garoppolo and they had Trey Lance, and they had he said, "Man, number three looks looks the best." So from the beginning, they thought high of Purdy, and I think ultimately, you know. You got to have that mindset, but for the most part, if a guy comes in and he's just outright better than everybody, it shouldn't make a difference at that point. But when you try to force feed the guy because we draft him in a certain part, that can screw a whole football team up. Um, because players know, players always know, locker room always knows. There's your boy Peter King, B. Um, I'll leave you in charge of booking him. Although he sound looks like he needs a cough drop. Um. I feel like his shoe's too big, too. <laughs> Wearing those hokas, man. Wearing those shoes like my boy Jerome always got about an inch space in the back, but he says his size. <laughs> I guess he gets to try to make people think he got big feet. It's interesting with Purdy because I've heard that, too, now. The Kyle's gone on the record and say that he, he thought Purdy was the best in that preseason. Yeah, but the owner will be like, damn, we drafted that number one, and we traded for this dude, and that guy's the best? Well, I wonder, <laughs> honestly <laughs> – if there was any of that with Sam this past year with the, with the commanders because Ron decided it was going to be Sam's team. And honestly, we I mean, we all watch preseason games. I watched every training camp practice. I wonder if Jacoby had really stood out then if it would have looked different. It doesn't matter now, but um, – but see the thing about that it, was man. never a real competition. It wasn't a competition, but the whole thing about it, narratives are, pl- are always started up, and people normally follow whatever the narratives are. Uh, if one guy is getting all the reps and other guys getting a, a little bit of a small portion of them, we're going to automatically we'll find a way to make the guy that they want to be the starter the starter. I'll just say this: the moment Jacoby stepped into the offense, you saw how that offense supposed to be worked. I, I would have to say if anybody is truthful with themselves, if they look at Jacoby the way he did in the games he got in, if he had played the whole year, it would have been a, a, a difference. I'm not going to say a great difference, but it would have been a difference. I don't know if we know that, but certainly when he came in, it looked better. I'm just saying the way but he – But there were times where it looked good with Sam too. It just, yeah, it, it was, was broken early on. Point. But the whole thing about it is you, in that offense, you cannot second guess. You have to be able to – First guess and let the ball go, and that's what Jacoby did. Sam, we we were talking about the we gave every reason we could early on in the season, but as you looked at it, you saw people running open, but he would not release the ball unless he saw a certain amount of space. The best of the best in this league throws people open. Sure, and and we didn't see that, and I don't think. Let's and do this. Let's I, borrow I, I like Sam. Yeah, me too. You know, um, but the whole thing about it is we can't sit here. And make excuses as to why the guy didn't do something. Sometimes it's just the, f- the fact that the person did not go out there and do what he's supposed to do in the in the, uh, the fashion that he's supposed to do it. Here's what we know now: none of that matters. Like whatever was wrong with the offense last year, yeah, 
odds are they're they're moving on completely from all of it. Yeah. Dan Quinn let us know yesterday that Eric Bieniemy won't be back. He didn't have to say that. We already knew that. Sure. Jacoby Brissett is a free is set for free agency. I wouldn't expect him back with the number two overall pick. I think you'd be nuts to think they're not selecting a quarterback. Um, now that they've hired Cliff Kingsbury, there's a mountain of speculation that they're going to try to get Caleb Williams. Um, which, if Caleb Williams is there at number two, I'm all for it. To give up draft picks to move one spot, that's a little different. What, I mean, and if you were to do that, you meant to make damn sure he's a can't miss, which nobody ever is going into the draft. Like, maybe Peyton Manning was. But think about – Yeah, but you look at his first year. Like, this is, the, this is what I'm concerned about. Peyton Manning was drafted, and his first year he threw more interceptions probably than touchdowns. And he, he set a rookie record for but interceptions. they were not leaving him, not getting rid of him because they had drafted him. He is allowed And he throw. also showed a lot. I asked this question. We drafted a guy in the first round. What's the expectation in D.C.? I, we, have a, we have a different level of expectation when we deal with quarterbacks than most cities do. Well, I just wonder – I I don't know the answer to this. You like to think – and maybe the fan base just cannot do this, but ideally the expectations kind of change now. If they should, but I think – but I, I don't have an issue with it per se because I believe ownership is going to let you know off the bat we are sticking with whoever we pick. Unlike over the last two to three years, four years, and some years prior – even the coaches were not supporting the starting quarterback consistently. So if that's happening, how the hell am I expect the fans to do it? Dude, it's they a, were changing. Like my mom really said, you change point. like you change underwear. They the, were changing their ideas like they change underwear. The last time a coach truly supported the quarterback in this city, I, I guess in at home, I, I got to guess – the last time a coach truly supported the quarterback. I guess Ron kind of did this past year. Although he undercut him a little, but he yeah. he tried like hell to, to keep Sam as the guy. He tried. Dude, I mean, it wasn't Ron with any of the other guys. Ron no. tried with Carson. Uh, yeah, he tried. Which was a disaster. But that that he quickly got backed off of that, too. Dude, I think the last time a, a coach truly supported the quarterback, and this is – I'm not making a joke, but I, it's kind of funny. When Shanahan staked his reputation on John Beck and Rex Grossman. That was not very smart. I'm a, I'll tell but you t- this. But listen, when, when Robert hit, they were all going sideways the whole time. Jay when, never liked Robert or Kirk. But Jay when, wanted Colt. When Kyle designed an offense to fit Robert's strength, sure, that's supporting a damn quarterback. And then but Robert that didn't quarterback like it. decides that I want to do something that I'm not capable of. You know, here I am. I'm I'm Randall Cunningham. I want to be. I now want to be Tom Brady. Well, that comes with a lot of studying, a lot of uh, being able to read defenses and all that stuff prior to the snap, understanding concepts. And he hadn't done that. You know, he was a guy who would drop back, didn't start reading, and say, "Okay, I'm gonna be athletic on this thing." It is remarkable to think. Kyle Shanahan, I mean, at that point, you had Kyle Shanahan in D.C. really revolutionize the NFL by putting that read option package in. And, I mean, that was happening all over college football, but it just wasn't happening in the league. Kyle puts it in. They find all that success. Then they get into a little bit of a swoon. Defenses kind of figure it out. But the other part of that, we all remember the read option part. 
But the one read passing game where Kyle would stack one side, get a one-on-one on the other, and that's all you had to do was go right there. I mean, that was truly revolutionary. And then I, I think it was halfway through that season, Harbaugh benches Alex to go to Kaepernick, and then I think, I'm relying on memory here, but I think it was Greg Roman was the OC for the Niners, and then he starts putting in the the, <clears throat> the same package for Cap in San Fran. They, have, they eventually go to a Super Bowl with it, but it is crazy to think then, and that was the 12 season, this is the 23 season, this was only 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. One, how much Kyle has grown, what what that dude has been through, and two, just how much the league has changed in regards to everything with the quarterback. Yeah. But, B, I don't know if you saw this, and this shocks me. (coughs) I want to get into everything Dan Quinn said yesterday, but did you see – so Jim Harbaugh is obviously coaching now the Chargers. Yeah. I saw this yesterday. I want to almost confirm it in case I'm crazy. Did you see who they hired to be the O.C.? In with the Chargers? Nope. Greg Roman. <laughs> you, you know got Justin Herbert, who's you have Justin a Herbert, pretty prototypical but I think pocket passer. The ultimate thing is Greg Roman won't have final say in everything there. Sure. Jim, Har- I mean Jim Harbaugh gonna have a lot to do with that. And the thing of it is, you know they they ran the ball too damn much in Roman's offense with Lamar. Okay, but I think in this offense. You're going to see a lot of what you saw in Michigan. They're going to have a running game. But sure. you better damn well use your, Justin Herbert at his arm strength and also his, his mobility, you know. So, I, I listen, man, the thing I, I like about just like I'm looking at Washington set up, we got coaches that people can't stand because they're judging them as a head coach. They're not sitting at head coach anymore. Kingsbury. Yeah. And then you, the fact that what uh, we look at um, Quinn right now, he's not stuck now trying to be the play caller. And also run everything. He has a former head coach's office coordinator. He has a guy in Witt who's been very good in Dallas. So you got more people to take stuff off your plate. But I think his leadership qualities and his enthusiasm is what's going to help more. Look at Dan, uh, Dan Campbell right there in um, in, in, in Detroit. Detroit. He is he basically had, you know, Ben and also uh, AG. So he can just be the coach right. and be the leader. And other people take a lot off your plate. And I think that's the ultimate thing. We have to look at this thing because now people are now going to be able to focus on what they're supposed to do. I know somebody said it yesterday about this uh, position flex stuff that we were listening to all the time. If they're not great at one, they shouldn't be playing another position. Right. If you're proving that you're outstanding at one position, then I can understand trying to get you to learn something else. But we went into it, oh, we want this guy to play a lot of positions. Well, he's going to be average at all of them. I want somebody to be great at a position. All right, here's what I'd like to do. Let's get into the Dan Quinn press conference from yesterday. I was there. Everybody listened. Everybody watched. Um, I I contend whatever you thought of the Dan Quinn hire, if you were at a 6 out of 10 or a 70 out of 100 or a 7,800 out of 1,000, whatever you were, you should like it a little bit more. At 340, I was still listening. Yeah, and that it was a long one. It was a long one, dude. <laughs> There's going to be some serious transcribing going on in Ashburn. Um, I want to get into the Dan Quinn presser, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, I, I do want to pass along. I'm just seeing this for the first time. I don't know how long this has been out. Some sad news. Um, 
Toby Keith. You know Toby Keith, yeah. the country singer? Yeah. Passed away. Wow. 62 years old, fighting cancer. Did not know he was that old. Um, Toby Keith's got some bangers, man. Ain't as good as I once was. But, uh, but I'm as good as I ever was once. Right. Um, <laughs> safe home, Toby That was Keith. John Thompson's song right there, brother. I know, I know. Yeah. It's got, I mean, what people don't realize about Big John is he loved country. Oh, bro, John knew more country music than anybody would think about. Um, safe home to Toby Keith. We are just getting started, breaking down Dan Quinn's opening press conference from yesterday when we return. Be Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Football fans, FanDuel has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay. But when you bet on the Super Bowl on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like money line and spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. Listen, I mean, when you look at this, if Pat Mahomes is getting points, you normally take that. I'm going to be leaning that direction. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. So start building your own adjust bet or a popular same-game parlay already made for you in America's number one sports book. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner, 1067 The Fan. He has to be 21 years old, president of Virginia. Minimal, minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet, which expires seven days after receipt. Match refund is $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan, live, Las Vegas, baby. Vegas uh, at Radio Row, starting to fill in a little bit. Yep. Um, that was Kyle Shanahan you just heard talking about Dan Quinn and Adam Peters, the new power brokers in Washington. Um, that was credit uh, Mr. Chris Carwin, who was, best Grr. I could tell, the only D.C. photog at media night last night. Um that's how you get sound like that is you send a guy like Chris Carwin. Um, B, what um, what do we make that if you believe in Kyle Shanahan and the Niners' success, mm-hmm. which I, is pretty obvious at this point, um, Adam Peters played a big role in that. Dan Quinn hired Kyle mm-hmm. many years ago now. Um Kyle says that Dan Quinn is the type of dude to run a building the way you want it run. Adam Peters is vital to our operation and building the successful team the Niners have. Do you buy it all? I buy it. I buy it because I look at the stops that Peters has had, and everywhere he was, there was a lot of success. I'm not not saying he did everything, but he picked up on things. And you can see where he started in the San Fran. It was a little slow, but then he built it up. Uh, As everyone gets mad at the – Coaching hires, <laughs> I hear that a lot. A lot of people get mad. I look at the most important person in the building is probably Adam Peters when you look at the football operations. He's the guy that's going to be deciding on what type of people to put together, what type of format. So let's look at the San Francisco 49ers. 
What do we complain about uh, with Washington right now over the last few years? Linebacker play, okay? We uh, had secondary play. So now you got two people that were involved with a defense that had great secondary. He was coaching secondary, and you got Quinn. Then you look at the linebacker at the 49ers. They didn't draft anybody in the first round. Greenlaw and also the other kid. Fred Warner. Fred Warner. Those were third and fourth or fifth rounders. Look how they play. Yeah. So you get the right people, and this this game of football is not picking a guy who's already ready. It's developing guys who sure. you pick and having the right type of mindset. So as people get mad, I keep asking the question, how happy were you when Adam Peters was hired? He's still in the building, right? So if he's going to be the guy picking the people. He was on the podium yesterday. Yeah, he's going to be <laughs> picking the people. I would believe that overall you have a better chance of having success than you've had. Landini, let's go to number six. Uh there was damn near uh, a Lollapalooza in D.C. when they hired Adam Peters. Everybody was very happy with that hire. Um, I'm going to number six, Landfill. This is Adam Peters talking about when, why, how he knew Dan Quinn was the right guy to lead this team. Every time we spoke with Dan, it became more and more clear that he was the guy. And we interviewed him twice, and both times it's like we're speaking the same language. And it was really, really cool. Had a great connection, had a great shared vision. So it was almost right away that I knew Dan would be the great coach for us. That's Adam Peters. Yeah. So if it was a, if you'd say, yo, we believe in Adam Peters no matter what, then I, I don't think – Lambo, give me number five. This is Josh Harris, the new owner, who there legitimately have been parties all over the city that he owns the team now and not Dan Snyder. Yeah. Um, Josh Harris repeatedly said that, that Dan Quinn impressed him throughout this process. Josh Harris talking about Dan Quinn. Uh, you know, Dan came in with a real vision for um, how to build a cohesive staff that worked together. Uh, you know, I think it is more than just one person. Uh, it's a front office that works together uh, r- with everything, analytics, sports science, player development, player selection, and then it's a coaching staff that brings a lot of both leadership and culture, but also play calling and innovation. Uh, and, and, and Dan really had all that in his head. He had a plan. and. Uh, he's got a few more, tri- you know, you saw this weekend, but he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it was really impressive. So, Harris is impressed. Peters is impressed. Mm-hmm. Landfill, do we have Jeffrey this morning? How's Jeff doing? He's here. Okay, good. I, I want to, before we get to Dan Quinn, because I, I thought, frankly, Dan Quinn was fairly impressive yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've said this already. I think whatever you thought of the hire, after listening to Dan, you feel a little bit better. And this is, uh, to borrow your kind of phrase, B, Dan Quinn's going to have to show me, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to see it on the field this fall. Mm-hmm. But I can understand why he impressed them in this process. He's yeah. a, you could feel that charisma, that energy. Yep. And, and I think that stands out. But I think the thing of it is the whole deal, I think, we look at Ben Johnson was that very, very sexy and beautiful woman that you want to ask out for a date. Yep. And then you walk over to her and you ask her to go out. 
and when she opens her mouth, you re- you regret asking her to go out <laughs> because her her conversation, her dialect and dialogue does not match what she looks like. You're like, what the hell is this? Maybe that's what happened. Dan walks in and he's the the the, the above average girl, but when he starts to speak, you say, okay, she she speaks my language. She knows me. She can talk to me about more than one thing. And I think that's how that thing worked out. Because a lot of times we look at people and say, this is the person. We don't know that until, think about it. They spent, that man leads a group that spends $6 billion for a team. So when you sit down and you start listening to people talk, you're like, okay, this guy was the guy we wanted, but he seems clueless. The other guy is saying what we believe and what we think. You can partner with that. As we've stated, we wanted to see what the connection is going to be from top to bottom. And I think you can understand by listening to Peters, listening to Josh, then you listen to him. Sound like the same language being spoken, right? So I want to get into specifically what Dan Quinn said yesterday. But before we do that, because it'll, for a lot of our listeners. When he started off, I almost ran off the road. <laughs> for a lot of our listeners, they probably didn't hear the whole thing yesterday. But I know Lamphill and Jeff, listen, Lamphill, did Dan Quinn yesterday make you more excited about the hire? Uh, yeah, I, I liked, I enjoyed the press conference. I thought he did a good job there. I liked uh, some of the answers that he was giving. I liked that he seemed to remember a lot of people's names. That uh, was something that I noticed. I liked that he only said culture once. Uh, that was another thing that I noticed. I think he had uh, clearly thought out answers. Um, he did kind of talk a lot. You know, maybe maybe some of the long windedness I would not enjoy. But yeah, it made me it made me more confident in uh, in Dan Quinn as a coach. Sure. What about you, Jeffrey? What'd you think of uh, Dan Quinn? You feel a little better about it now? Uh, it definitely moved the needle. Uh, before the before the press conference yesterday, and we talked, I said it, it was going to be a lot of cliches, but you could hear what when we listen to how he communicate his thoughts, we will be able to tell if he's really fired up for this job or if he's just in it for a check. You could tell yesterday he he really likes Washington, and that's something that we need here, and. I'm still on the wait and see, but I'm moving back into my optimism. My optimism is coming back, JP. I think I'm going to uh, have to bring Ashburn Syndrome back out. That a boy. I never left. I, yeah, I, I highly doubt it ever left, Jeff. <laughs> um, I do think, though, yesterday was a good day for the organization. Let me ask you a question. When he started off, he said, I always want to be where my feet are. Did you go, hold on, we're not going down this avenue. But I, I hear a lot of coaches say it. But it's said, an NFL saying, but yes. when he said that, you, I was like, oh, "Oh, wait, wait, wait!" And then he kept talking. I was like, "Okay, cool, cool." He, like, I almost my dad would say that. I almost wonder if he sensed like, "Oh, something wasn't right with that line," because <laughs> everybody was just like, <laughs> like the collective groan throughout the DMV when but he said, "Military Be people say that a lot." I get it. Yeah, but what I liked, frankly, was twofold when he said. Listen, I curse a lot. I'm trying my best not to curse. But at least all the radio and television people that were broadcasting it live knew they were going to have to bleep something. And then he went for it. Yeah, but <laughs> doing hard stuff with good people, I'm with that. I mean, hell, I feel like we do that four hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think that is admirable and that is something 
Man, listen, football and uh, military, the conversation does not go, well, hi, how you doing today? They have certain levels in how they speak, and sometimes it just has to come out. Yeah. I mean, to hell with all that stuff about being perfect. Nobody's perfect. The, I don't – I'm not trying to drag Ron, right, because there's a lot of good that Ron did organizationally, and, and I applaud – how Ron carries himself, but because Ron is always looking to be his best at all times, I would say, at a certain point, it, it starts to feel a little like he's a politician. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if you, if you look, some things are calculated. Yeah. And when they're calculated, you, you have to start asking yourself the question, does he really think that? Quinn did not feel calculated. Yeah. He seemed normal to me. And honestly... It probably is a little calculated, but right? Like, you don't get to be an NFL head coach a second time without being able to play the game a little bit. And I think when you look at the Lions, when you look at Dan Campbell, I think a lot of his meathead, bite kneecaps, blah, 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 I think some of that's calculated. But, but the I, thing about it, I think but both, it, it's real to them, and then it becomes real to the players. But doesn't both of those guys seem like they are being who they are? Yeah. Okay, and I think what happens in, in, in this world if you are on off wishy washy, people stop believing in what you're saying. But if you are the same person all the time, so I guess being consistent is a calculation, but you're being consistently who you are. But when you're one person one day, another person another day, another person that afternoon, people start to say, Nothing this guy say I can believe in. All he's saying is BS. It, and I think he came across to me very much like Dan Campbell, but not as out there as Dan is. Yeah. But he's I, close to it. Yeah, I agree. And I almost wonder if Dan Campbell's success has made it easier for Dan Quinn to be Dan Quinn. I don't know. Um, what I do know, the cold Washington winter weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready to go the distance? Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating experts at Crop Metcalf. Not only can your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. And remember, Brian, you want to sing it? Nah, you do that. Crop Metcalf is the one with five stars. Crop Metcalf, <laughs> home of the five-star technician. He's a original-ass dude. Oklahoma guy. I believe Tressway knew him, and I believe Toby Keith has a dope golf course out in Oklahoma. One thing that people wouldn't expect, I believe Toby Keith was, like, a very active uh, supporter of, like, progressive politics. Let me hear the chorus one time, Landfill. 42-year-old J.P. Finley feels this song, man. I bet B. Mitch, though, at 53, feels he's as good as he's ever been. I do. <laughs> Least shocking development of the year. As good as I once was. Uh, thank you for playing that, Landfill. Play as much Toby Keith as you'd like today. Um, something real quick I, I just wanted to point out. Um, I just saw this. Numbers for the NHL All-Star Game, which was – I found this odd. It was played Saturday afternoon. I saw some of it. I, I had it I on. Was, I was like, what the hell is going on? I, I, typically, an All-Star Game is like a Sunday night affair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or in baseball, I guess, is middle of the week. But I was surprised by the time of it. I had it on, um, but I didn't 
think much of it. I know Tom Wilson was in, but, like, no Ovi, no Backy. It just feels a little different to yeah. me as the Caps are kind of perhaps going a different direction. I believe the NHL All-Star Game averaged about 1.5 million viewers. Brian, Caitlin Clark, the Iowa women's basketball star, she, she plays like Steph Curry for, in the yeah, women's yeah. game. Caitlin Clark played Saturday night in College Park. It was a national Fox audience. Mm-hmm. Iowa, Maryland, women's hoops. 1.58 million viewers. Wow. I mean, to be honest with you, she, she is a hell of a draw. But women's basketball has been destroying some of these other sports. Totally. Man. I watched the game, South Carolina, LSU. They destroyed it was Boston, and I forgot the other team they were playing. They destroyed their numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah I think it was Boston and, like, the, the Lakers or the Nuggets. Yeah, whatever it was, they, 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 they shattered it. It is a – I don't know the right term, but it, it is clearly a time for women's sports. I think women's soccer and women's hoops are really blowing up. Yeah. And, dude, I kind of like watching it too. I'm cool with it. Um. All right, I want to have a big Dan Quinn conversation. Uh, Barcel Nate is joining us next. I'm sure Barcel Nate – actually, he was texting me last night, and I don't know what the hell he was talking about. He was trying to tell you don't go to sleep. <laughs> Stay up and have a drink and be Mitch. I texted him and said, JP, trying to, I punk, had, trying to punk out. All right, I, I had like five drinks with you, and then I was like, yo, I'm going to go no, to bed. No, no, you had three with me. Okay, and then you bullied me into another two more. No, one. Bologna. No, you had already had one or two before I got there. Sure. Yeah, so I was making <laughs> and that's sure, not counting the ones I was on the making sure you gave me time to catch up with you. Um, it's going to be an interesting week here because at some point the game takes center stage. I, I want to ask you this briefly. Pat Mahomes is the best player on the field Sunday. I think you can make a real argument that Chris Jones is the second best player on the field Sunday. Yeah. After that, you still have Kelsey, but then it's going to be a long line of Niners players. Yeah. Um, this Mahomes stuff with his father, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not for me to get into and pass judgment. I don't know anything. I don't know the situation. Yeah. I hope everybody's okay, safe, not doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. How much of a distraction issue factor is this on Mahomes it for won't Sunday's be nothing game? On Mahomes. You don't think? Because I think players have a, a – a, a, distinct way of basically focusing on one thing. You know, it's no different than something more serious happened. You know, you've heard when players had parents that passed away or loved ones pass away and they go and play the game and they have the absolute best game in the world and you're sitting there wondering how the hell can they focus so much? That is what they've done their whole life. When they're dealing with situations, they jump into what they're doing, their craft. And I think Pat Pat Mahomes has been around long enough to understand that, you know what, and it, it wasn't the first time, so I'm sure he's dealt with that before. He just don't want to be asked the questions. I'm always, he'll tell somebody at one point, listen, I'm here to play football. You can go talk to my dad about that. Kerwin, you were at media night. Were people trying to ask Mahomes about the situation with his dad? Okay. Media night is such a zoo that I'm sure people were screaming it from the background. We had downtown Julie Brown, and the question she was at had nothing to do with football. Now, did, where's that, the famous interview with Gary Clark? There was I, one that, like, is on YouTube that you can go watch. But I'll just tell you, I think that was more distracting than dealing with some personal stuff. I'm like, why the hell are these people asking these dumbass questions? Because it had, there were people there that did 
The guy told me, say, I said, where are you from? England. Do you cover football? Never heard of it. And he was there asking questions. So it became like a spectacle. Well, think about I was trying to avoid That was them. 30 years ago. Yeah. What do you think that S is now? It's probably worse. Everybody's trying to get on TikTok. I was trying my best to ignore them. Speaking of people trying to get on TikTok, Barstool Nate joins us next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.